Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Pyle. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another Melting Pot episode. As you know, it's a series of conversations with very, very inspiring people who I think have, you know, they're also change makers and they've done some phenomenal work in whatever, in whatever sphere that they may be in. So today I am really, really excited to be talking to a very special guest. His name is Tanme Hananya. I hope I've got the last name correct. Close enough. Okay. And then you correct me after. Okay. So, <laughs> so Tanme is actually by education a nuclear engineer who studied at Berkeley's in California and then he transitioned to become an actor. So thank you once again for joining me today, Tanme. And please tell me that. Hananya is the right way of pronouncing your last name. Thank you so much for having me, Pyle. First of all, uh, this is such a surprise. I, I wouldn't call myself inspirational, not just yet, but thank you anyway for having me on. And yeah, it's 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 not bad. Like it's Hananya, but really you you're you you've come closest to it than most people I know. So don't worry. About <laughs> okay. <that>. Thank <laughs> God for that. <laughs> Okay. And I must add also that I studied nuclear engineering, but I also did study acting after that. I trained at RADA. So, okay. so I did go on to train in acting. And then, I mean, before that also I used to act, but after that, my proper, I suppose, professional career started after that. Firstly, you, you mentioned to me that you're originally from Calcutta, but you now have a home in Goa and that's where you're talking to me from. So how many years of your life did you actually spend in Calcutta? I spent the first 18 years of my life in Calcutta. I grew up there. My family's still there, my parents and everyone. And very interesting time because it was the 90s, basically, when I grew up there and things were really changing in India. India was opening up and like things were coming in, but Calcutta was lagging behind slightly. So we didn't have much growing up, you know, we would play some cricket, some football, things like that. And then when I was 18, I, I got the scholarship to study engineering and basically I wanted to take it as a ticket to get out because by the time you turn 18 and you're in this big joint family setup, you just want to get out. You want to like explore the world. 
So then I spent four years in the States. Then I came back to Calcutta. After finishing my engineering, I did theater in Calcutta, which was very tough for my family, I think. They were like, what? <laughs> That's quite yeah. a dramatic change. Yeah. But, and so the, is that when you had the theater group called Tin Can? Okay. Correct, correct. Yeah. So Tin Can, uh, it was started by two of my closest friends who I've known for more than 20 years now, Taranji Das Gupta and Shomokanti Devishash. And they were actually school friends of mine. So we were the three people who used to do theater in high school. Okay. Uh, but what happened was they come from Bengali families, which are more culturally attuned and the families sort of allow them space to kind of pursue their artistic pursuits. <laughs> Whereas I come from a much more conservative North Indian Rajasthani Marwadi family in Calcutta. Right. So that wasn't available to me, especially when I was 18. Like, I think if I'd said I want to be an actor, my dad would have just like chopped my head off. So, <laughs> which he did later on as well. But like by that time, it was too late when I said later on. Yeah. So anyway, so like, so that's why I, I got the scholarship and I went to the States, but I, it was a bug with me. I could not get it out of my system, acting and theater, especially the stage. So I saw this flyer on campus, uh, which said uh, free pizza night for like this group called Theater for Charity. I'm like, hmm, theater. So I went for the free pizza and I said, hey, you know, I've done some theater in Calcutta. I don't mind doing backstage work and whatnot. You know, I, I can contribute. And they said, no, you should audition. I said, but well, I mean, like, you know, I don't know how it works here. I don't have the accent. I, I, I look different and all that. And they were very encouraging there. So I did a play. I, I auditioned and I got into a play and that was a huge hit. So that's how, like, again, that bug came back to me. And over the years I was there, I started doing some department productions for Berkeley. And if you do department productions, you get college credit towards your graduation. Oh, and I realized if I do two more acting classes, I'll get a minor in theater. So that's when I took those classes. And then I had life-changing teachers, Reed Davis, Marty Berman, Lura Dollars, who like the love, I think. That, I think that, that's the word I keep going back to nowadays. The love that they gave me, you know, like they were like, this is what you do. As in not even, I mean, obviously they liked what I did as an actor, but they were like, you are so happy when you do this. Like, you must do this. Like, and they were saying that we don't even tell this to people because it can be a miserable life being an actor, which, I, yeah, it can be quite up and down. But please do this because you're so happy when you do this. And I realized that inside of me. So that's what was what happened. So when I came back, Tintin Can had already been started by Tanaji and Kanti. And Kanti was more of a writer-director. Tanaji was more of an actor-producer. And I came on board also, like, more as like a lead actor, producer kind of person. So the three of us and many, many other very talented people from Calcutta. There was a zeitgeist happening basically at that time. So we worked with some amazing musicians like Jivrat Singh of Parakin Singh fame, Tajdar Junaid, some amazing designers, some amazing costume people who are all doing really well around the world now. Vishal Nayak is an amazing musician based out of New York now. So I think we just caught that zeitgeist at the right time where we just all came together and it was just a... It came from pure passion for theater. And all of us young people decided that we will not just do amateur theater. We decided that we will do professional theater. We will like commit our lives to this. So that's how Tin Can, that's what Tin Can was all about. Okay, and so how far were you able to take it? How many years did you actually invest in uh, Tin Can? So Tin Can for me, actually it was only a two year window because I came in from the States. It was only running for a year and a half. And, but those two years were magical. We were touring all over the country. We won awards in like this festival called Thespo in Bombay, which is the premier theater festival for under 25s at that time. And our alumni, like, you know, the people around us at that time, I don't know if you know all Indian actors, but there's like amazing 
actors like Ali Fazal who's doing so well internationally, Shweta Tripathi, Hussain Dalal, Pritika Chawla, Prina Chawla, all these were like Namit Das, you know, like they, they were all around us and they all loved what we did. And like, you know, it was a very amazing experience for us. But not only that, we, we performed Calcutta. We definitely were a very well-known group amongst the youth, but also amongst the, the critics, amongst the slightly older generation as well. We were doing very passionate political theatre, so to speak. So, sorry, you were just doing English theatre or were you also... No, so that, that was the difference. Uh, basically, we did. We were like, theatre is a language of its own. So our plays had, had English, Hindi and Bangla. Okay. We were very adamant that we will not slot into the Bangla theatre, which has a certain tradition, or the English amateur theatre in Calcutta, which also has a certain tradition. I'm not throwing shade at them. Like, you know, they right. are all, they like, you know, <laughs> exist in their own right. And yeah. like, like yeah. That. Yeah. we were young people, right? And we were like, enough with these old fogies to <laughs> like you know like just make work and like you know do it and and also we made original work that was very important to us that we write our own plays we devise it we develop it with this young group of people we were, we didn't see the point especially with the amateur english theater to like sort of rehash old scripts and kind of just put it up like you know we were like that's not theater so but again these are very extreme views that i have so no like you know <laughs> yeah. No, so you basically, I mean, what I'm understanding is that you reinvented yourselves as a group and you took advantage of the fact that there were so many of you who were passionate. And I think right. passionate is a great driver to sort of to grow anything. And yeah, so that's that's quite interesting the way, you know, you guys yeah. got together and and you actually created a name for yourself. Because I also know that, not that I know much, but I, I do have an idea that Bengal or Calcutta is culturally very, very enriched when it comes to, I mean, you've got stalwarts like Satyajit Ray and when it comes to literature when it comes to you know theater music I can understand that it probably was it needed that you were at the point where you needed to bring about newness and some you know and bring in young thinking and yeah yeah, which is I I must add also that basically the you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. So like exactly the names you said, there's in theater, there's Shomu Mitro, there's Utpo Lotto, like, you know, these guys, again, like they set up the space and Calcutta is such an open space for the arts. And also combined with, I must add, it's such a, and it was back then even cheaper, like, you know, such, an, uh, such a cheap lifestyle you can lead, you can like get by so, with such little money, that, yeah. that was a huge encouragement for us, huge. I don't think like a group like us would have survived in a big city like Bombay or Delhi, definitely not abroad because you need a lot of different things and insurances and whatnot to start a theater group, you know, like you have to like have a proper setup. And we were just like, as you said, a bunch of 20 year olds who were like, let's do this, come on guys. And that's all we had. And uh, and that's all we did. We like literally, our idea was just to like sp- spontaneously explode. You know, we were like, ah, we rehearsed for 12, 15 hours and really put our bodies on the line. And, and nothing mattered, like, you know, nothing else mattered. We were like, this is what we do. We do it because we love it and got the space to do it. We got support from amazing quarters, like a lot of sponsors came our way. And we went to Scotland. We went, we performed in this youth theater festival in Scotland where they took 40 of us from oh, Calcutta wow. to wow. Scotland, put us up there. I mean, that's a huge amount of money that was spent yeah. on us. You know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. put us up there and we met amazing Scottish groups there. It was a 
definitely a wild time and a very for me very formative time for sure and i think these experiences probably will sort of one they develop to you two they will stay with you because it like you said it's you know the formative times for you so that yeah. yeah that's that's fascinating so then obviously my next question is how did cinema happen so <laughs> that's a funny question actually because i really think and actually i don't think it's true cinema happened to me by default so what happened was i after tin can i went abroad to train again at rada in london which is like an amazing sort of training yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. And when I was when I was in my second year, they changed all the visa laws and uh, suddenly like I could not stay back in the UK to work after having trained there for 3 years, especially not in the theater because like you know it was very difficult for theater companies to get my visa sorted and all that. Right. So I actually nearly got cast in this Royal Court play. My first play out out of drama school was in royal court and i was like so excited about it and it was like a dream come true for me because all i wanted to do was theater the stage was my love i didn't like screen acting i was like ah you have to wait all day and then you kind of have to do one thing and it's just so technical and so like constricting and i want to like explore like i want to like be free That, yeah on yeah. the screen so anyway what happened was suddenly they were like no we can't do your visa though and i'm like no i'll work for free please 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 that's what i want to do So it was tough because uh, I people wanted to work with me. I had an agent already who I still have, Michelle Braidman. She's fantastic. Uh, she's the love of my life in many ways. She just stuck by me. So she she encouraged me. So then she said, "Yeah, it's theater. Like you know, like it's just like the visas can't be worked out." So she sent me for my first sort of screen audition, which is for the BBC for the show called the New Trick called New Tricks. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know, you know what? No, I just like, just go for it. Just shut up and go for it." So I went there and I remember that audition it was terrible I was stuttering <laughs> through my lines I was like I, I, you know I lost all speech like I was like so nonplussed mm. and I came out I remember I rolled my cigarette and I lit my cigarette and I called her and I said Michelle this is not working out I don't think it's going to work out She said oh it's fine it's fine and the next day she's like you're on and I'm like what they cast me <laughs> I was like I had See, I the universe was the universe was coming yeah. <laughs> and that was like just a week before i had to come back from the uk but anyway i had to come back to india that very day because the way the visas work i'm not going to get into visas because that's a whole other podcast but like i had to fly back to india so i went to heathrow airport they sent a guy on a motorbike with the contract to heathrow airport i signed the contract got on the plane and i had two weeks to get this visa now i'm in calcutta and like you know waiting for this visa to come in and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and it doesn't come in on time and i called them and i'm so upset i'm like ah it didn't, didn't come and they said no no hold on one more day and the next day it came i flew to london and that was the beginning of my screen career i shot with like again like i to be very honest i didn't know who they were at the time but people like dennis waterman and tamsin uthwaite who were like legends of the english television yeah yeah so so that was quite an experience for sure how long was your involvement with that That was one. Uh, so I was a guest lead on an episode. So I shot for about a month in London in freezing cold, <laughs> and uh, and I was like kind of I think finding my way still. Like you know, I I, I it took me. I, I I think throughout your life as an actor, you're still kind of discovering things and ways and processes. So that one time I really didn't know how to kind of work on screen. So but that was an interesting part. I played a doctor, but a nefarious doctor, and uh, it was interesting. And then uh, Indian summers happened. Uh, yeah. which was like the sort of 
the I guess my biggest UK TV show credit because uh, I did one episode in the first season and then uh, they liked my part so much that they brought me back as a regular for the second season and that also I think part of the reason why I got cast in that or like they didn't have much of a problem with me was because they were anyway flying everybody to Malaysia so you know the visas and all weren't that big an issue and I think the casting director and the team really liked a couple of short films of mine that I'd done before that they liked my work they liked my audition so that was again a, a different but like quite a amazing experience for me i mean i'm not going to lie the money was great like british television has a lot of money i still get royalties which is amazing which is what like i can kind of fight for in india as well now but that's a whole other story but yeah it was just you were really well taken care of you were really like sort of supported and listened to and it was just a magnificent team with like julie walters double oscar nominee you know in the cast and and i i couldn't quite believe it but i also was really happy to be there and also like you know glass cut i i mean i i always there's so many names to take but i feel like you know there's not enough time yeah, and i mean um, people people you admire and then suddenly you're like yeah. sharing screen time with them I yeah think. yeah it's, and yeah, it's, so would you say i mean after indian summers you've obviously done a lot more projects and so would you still think that indian summers is your is you know closest to your heart and was the most satisfying or there've been other roles that or the you know other characters that you've played have really a special part in your heart so I mean, totally i mean uh, indian summers no no it wasn't yeah I, i was still discovering myself and that was still my uk television career i really found a lot more relevance as an actor in india because i'm from here i think an act as an actor your identity is a very strong vector indicator for for your work as an actor and i was enjoying myself in the uk and it was good work but i wanted to explore something closer to me i wanted to explore something which was more political again i wanted to explore something where i had more agency and i could create i could make something and i wanted to be part of the discussion in india so for me it is like choosing between my children like you know like which character i love the most but definitely for me my films are the closest to me the cinema that i've made with some amazing directors who gave me so much space to like work with these characters and grow these characters and uh, a couple of them i i had produced as well i i did the acting coaching for most of the films i've acted in it has been a stunning journey for me and i i couldn't be happier like brahman naman was my first film uh, my debut film and that did change my life i didn't even expect it to be that big but it became really big we went to sundance we were in competition to sundance we got bought by netflix we were asia's first netflix original and that was definitely life changing i think a lot of the work i got after that was because of that starting take off point and i have q to thank q has been an amazing mentor for me and apart from being my first director in in india so uh, i worked with him on dhaman naman i did garbage which is very close to my heart which was shot in goa i think my love story with goa began when i was shooting garbage here that's a that's a feature right garbage yeah so yeah. dhaman naman and garbage are on netflix yeah so these are all feature films i'm talking about now yeah. and yeah. my third film is catch sticks which is very close to my heart because i went back to calcutta and i shot it on calcutta streets again with the zaid guys kind of thing but kanti tanaji my friends from tin can they yeah. produced and wrote it and roni who's also another friend he directed it my other tin can friends like sumit thakur who's a brilliant actor he acted in it so 
it was like coming back together again and making a movie now after doing yeah, theater. I mean, moving away uh, from theater to to cinema. Yeah. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payal, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Between the two platforms, have you sort of now transitioned to feeling that because I remember earlier in the conversation you said the theater and you never really thought cinema could could be it but do you now feel that you know that cinema is a medium that you know works for you and in terms of in terms of your in terms of emoting in terms of being a part of the medium you know theater is very there are no retakes right whereas cinema there's like there can be 100 retakes not that you would want there to be 100 retakes so how do you feel personally now at this stage in your career see like i as i said stage is my first love i i think any actor you ask who loves the stage or started at the stage nobody nobody will say they prefer film and there's nothing to like do with film it's just yeah. it's like the first love you know that, that that stage feeling that intimacy of like being in a shared breath space with this amazing like an audience that smell of the stage that the working culture behind the stage it's just another thing but again i've been lucky enough especially in india to apply a lot of the theater practices into the film work so now i workshop like before like just how you rehearse a play before you put it on i cannot do without workshops when i make a film i need 3 weeks at least beforehand or sometimes months two months for cat sticks where i work on this character i build something up and i found my own process through it and i've come to really enjoy it now i've come to really really enjoy it my i think some of the best times of my life in the last few years were when i was shooting garbage when i was shooting cat sticks or more than shooting right before it when i was prepping for them because it was i go into a monk like state i kind of let go of like the outside disturbances and kind of just focus in on something and in this it, there's a beauty to it which i have really found and i um i now i want to do both i i don't want to let go of either i do miss the stage a lot and i have been i haven't been able to do to to be very honest it's, it's it is something to do with dates and about like you know about how theater is not very lucrative at all in india so it's difficult to put up something because you have to put a lot of time and effort and then you know it is difficult to sort of tour it and stuff so there have been theater shows i've i've made in india as well or we've made with my friends Uh, i did a play called main lover in 2016 which i toured calcutta and bombay and then 2019 i went to london to do a play which was amazing on the radha stage and then what was really interesting is when all the theater shut down last year 2020 is when i did i made two plays but online and that was also like one of them was a radha commission which again my my whole team came together again the tin can team me kanti tanaji Bornila Sumit like all these friends of mine like these are all dear friends of mine I've known them for 20 years we came together to make this play and that was exhilarating even though there was no stage but just to like make theater together on zoom and then perform it on zoom was amazing i will never stop wanting to be on the stage everywhere in the world prithvi theater in bombay is yeah is beautiful it's so amazing to perform there my dream like you know still is to like one day do something at the royal court like you know do something at the national theater like it's those those spaces are just oof and berlin i went to berlin with my film garbage and i watched theater there and i'm like oh, i want to do theater i want to do theater everywhere i want to like 
<laughs> you know, like I want to travel with it. I want to make it. I do teach as well. So like I want to sort of the, the dream going forward is that I set up a space in Goa where I do my teaching. And at the same time, I can make some theater and hopefully theaters are slowly, slowly opening up and keep that running, you know, because that's the passion. Yeah, but yeah I, so I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> Yeah. So you don't have to even say that yeah. that's the passion because yeah. it's just there. <laughs> so um, you were saying that you are, you know, that you you mentioned before we started recording that you have recently done a Malayalam film. So are you now kind of experimenting with not just Hindi or English, but also regional cinemas? How does it compare? With, because there's a lot of cinema which happens in, you know, I mean, India is such a big country and there's yeah. so much happening in different parts of the country. Every kind of region has some amazing stuff yeah. happening. So, so is this something that you actively are looking at wanting to do, experimenting with different kinds of cinema within India? Uh, actively, I, I didn't, uh, I don't think I've ever actively tried to do something or maybe like being on the English stage was one thing I actively pursued, which didn't happen. But <laughs> that's kind of happened by default. Right. Uh, and I kind of, kind of go with the flow with that. To be very honest, like for me, the first thing I see when I decide if I'm doing a film or not is the script. And this script just came out of nowhere to me. This, this, uh, the filmmaker Tara, again, somebody who's such a loving person, Tara Ramanujan, She's a first-time filmmaker. It's a KSFDC film, so Kerala State Film Development Corporation film. So she called me out of the blue. Like, I was like, hello, hi. Like, you know, and I was shooting something in Delhi at that time, I think. And she just seemed so earnest. And I'm like, yeah, send me the script. We'll see. Like, you know, like, because I get people calling me and sending me scripts like now and then. And then I read the script and I remember like, it was like 135 pages or something. It took me three and a half hours to read. And I was just... Mesmerized. So yeah, it was such, such a stunning, beautiful script that she wrote. Like, and it just moved me to no end. And obviously because of the pandemic, shooting got pushed and whatnot. And thankfully we, we managed to sort of get it going this year. And uh, I was just looking forward to that film. I, I kind of said, I know I shouldn't say these things, but I, I said no to a couple of other like Netflix things and whatever, like money projects, because I was like, this film, I can't let go of. This is so close to my heart. And such a beautiful story, such a beautiful story. And, and uh, I'm acting with Kani, Kani Kusuti, if you know her and her work. She's stunningly amazing actor from, from Kerala. She also lives in Goa, by the way. And uh, she just won the Kerala State Award for Best Actress for a film called Biryani. So Manish Madhav, Madhavan has shot it. Who's, again, he's also a Kerala State Award winner for Camera. So just a fantastic, wonderful team came together to make this. And obviously, like, you know, like with an independent film, like going from this, the, the, the page to the screen, like, you know, you, it will be a lot of difficulties were faced and we are still facing them. And that's why I'm going back today to Kochi because we have to finish off some things that we couldn't finish off earlier. So I'm going from tomorrow, like it's going to be hectic. Like I've got three days to like, basically, it's like a big puzzle, right? When you're filming a film and there's some pieces missing. So we have to kind of, it's called patchwork. So you're going to put this piece there, that piece there. And hopefully tell the story in a more beautiful way. In a way, it's great that I was then able to talk to you today because otherwise you would have you know what? a different zone altogether. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really close. You know what? Like it was because also because you came through Eric, my manager and everything. So I didn't even know how to like change it quickly. In India, we have this thing called WhatsApp culture where like people just WhatsApp each other five different meeting and say, let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it four hours later. <laughs> and I think I've become guilty of that. 
but also it's not just me now work happens like that so everything changed on a dime i was supposed to leave tomorrow and suddenly they said i'm leaving today i was supposed to not not to like sort of say anything like that but like i was supposed to have a shoot today in the morning like a, a headshot shoot which i had to cancel because of this but not it's fine like you know like this is thank you <laughs> is all i can I, say I think, yeah i think because he came through eric i had no choice also because he's sleeping right now so i can't just <laughs> even him and be like yeah. sometimes the time <laughs> difference it actually is an enabler it helps yeah. <laughs> so, exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna try and wrap it up quickly because I know you you did mention that you have to put a few <laughs> things in a bag before you leave for the airport. I mean, you can see, like literally, I'm in the middle of packing. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so I'm just yeah, we can pan back to you now. Yeah. So yeah, very quickly, what about Bengali films? So uh, I did do something in Bangla. In fact, this Malayalam film, I'm 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 speaking Bangla because I play a Bengali migrant in Kerala. and it's a beautiful story where you know this bengali migrant who's an artist comes to kerala he's a he's an idol maker you know the durga murtis so uh, and he comes to kerala and becomes a construction worker because uh, jobs are hard to come by so i spoke a lot of bangla in that <laughs> i am not bengali basically like i have a i have a north indian accent when i speak bangla so hindi actually is my first language so but the problem that happens is like the hindi make there's a saying called dhobi ka kutta ghar ka na ghat ka which means like you're neither here nor there and that's what kind of happened with us being hindi actors from calcutta where the bengali acting community it was hard for them to sort of take us in and then we came to bombay and they were like yeah but your hindi is kind of weird like and because we speak this calcutta hindi yeah so but yeah so we worked on all these aspects and now my bangla is much better and my hindi is also much better because i then went to english and i didn't speak hindi or bangla for for like years <laughs> then i had to kind of get back into it so bangla film i am definitely up for i did a bangla web series also last year called mafia it's just again to be very honest and you know this coming from where we came from like in the 70s and 80s and even 90s with bangla cinema and what's happening now is a huge plunge down i think we've really like you know like really gone south and that's really sad having said that i'm really lucky to have worked with some really amazing directors who are working in bengal and uh, if they like if they challenge me with the bangla script i'm i'm up for it you know and i think it's almost there i, I think i am proving myself bit by bit like catch six a bit of bangla then like you know i did mafia where i had a lot of bangla and now this malayalam film also i worked on my bangla and uh, it's it's better it's getting better and better so i i again i'm open to everything i think there's amazing films being made on assam reema das is my favorite filmmaker in india village rock stars and you know like bulbul can sing like these are shattering films for me like you know amis also is beautiful which my friend reju has shot there's malayalam films as tamil films marathi films gujarati films they're doing really good work to be very honest i don't think bengali cinema is up there anymore in terms of regional cinema like with what's happening uh, it's probably still living in the you know the well, even if it was living in the past <laughs> like it would have been better i think what is again i'll be brutally honest here i think my perception of it is what's happened is it's trying too hard to like become modern and relevant and like trying to ape bollywood which is itself i mean i i mean i'm not a big fan of bollywood so like in itself it's so like tacky and like you know like you know and and, and what is sad is that people in bengal really look up to this them and i i don't understand that i don't understand all these amazing actors filmmakers who kind of could hold their own 
in any right and but they like sort of really look up to bollywood as like that's the platform it's the same as indian actors or indian sort of filmmakers looking up to hollywood and be like oh that's the gold standard which is a uh, i think is aspirational way of thinking which which is not good and i i think because i've lived in different countries and worked abroad as well i kind of know that it's not about oh there is better and we have to like you know india mein like oh it's imported so it's better like it's from abroad so it's better like it's hindi cinema so that's like because there's so much money in it that means they are the best and i don't think that holds true at all in terms of cinema that's been made like hindi cinema also is going through a major slump i would say like in terms of artistry in terms of uh, storytelling uh, i mean again like there's amazing directors who are working there i think there's a lot of things that they have to work against and really sort of fight hard to get the films that made that they want to make and it's just a system that's kind of messed up it's not their fault because they're super talented people musicians directors actors we have that it's just the wrong people are getting the jobs also in some ways especially in acting that we all know like it doesn't work according to like who's really good or not yeah but uh, i mean we can only hope for change and we can hope for that the 5 10% of the work that is good and good people making it that like we kind of stand up for for what we believe in i think that's all. very important to have a spine as like artists which i think it's it's just uh, for me like i can't believe it when i see these 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 actors or whatever these filmmakers who kind of like i don't know like i don't want to get too political about this like <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you kind of get the drift I, yeah you I, know what I, i'm talking about i yeah. get the drift yeah. yeah so let's very quickly before we wrap up i just want to you know you've had so many experiences working in theater and cinema you've in india outside of india you know so you've got a very global perspective a lot of my listeners are aspiring you know actors or in or wanting to be filmmakers what kind of advice would you give them in one word find the joy or love i mean it there's nothing that's more important and this is a realization i i kind of came to again last year because like it doesn't matter the hustle is there yes you have to work hard nobody said it's going to come easy it's not easy it's a tough life but go back to why you started doing this and that's passion that's love i mean you you feel it now from me you were talking about like i the day i lose my passion for this i will stop there is no point like you, if i wanted to make money i would be a nuclear engineer in san jose right now you know like i could have <laughs> yeah. made some yeah bucks you know but like it, that wasn't the dream the dream was this so i don't want to do something just for the money anymore i don't want to do something because i think it's good for me or my career or like i'll please this person or that person or like you know i'll go to these parties and meet these people i think hard work obviously there's no substitute for it but enjoy it as well you have to enjoy the hard work basically so just find that joy find that love for it because it really sets you free then it doesn't matter then you can like do whatever you want and you will constantly be happy it will be constantly something that will fulfill you and fill you up with everything that you need it's very 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 fulfilling this life this work and it's not about like you know getting known it's not about like oh people seeing your films and seeing saying like how good you were which is nice i love that <laughs> but yeah. i mean appreciation is always welcome exactly. it, yeah. it gives you a little it gives you that encouragement to keep yeah. going so yeah. yeah 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 the process you know like for me you have to love the process you have to love this life you have to enjoy that this is going to be like a up and down crazy ride but just get on for it you know like don't don't do halfway things you know like if if that's what your heart is saying i think go for it because a lot of people and and india i mean now people are opening up like even parents are like yeah yeah i want to make my son an actor the first time i heard that from indian parent i was like what <laughs> 
like, 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 you want you want your kids to become actors this is like completely unheard yeah. of unless yeah. you are yourself an actor yeah uh, but yeah i think that's it joy and love yeah joy and love on that note thank you so much tanmay really i mean it's just despite the fact that we had a few internet glitches but i think it's just been such a fun conversation and thank you for not canceling on me <laughs> <laughs> don't say that on Thank you. Yeah, I have to thank. And of course, I'm. <laughs> I may not even edit it. Who knows? But <laughs> no, but I've really genuinely enjoyed chatting with you. And you know, I, I I like what appeals to me is the honesty. And you know, and I can see it. I mean, I can hear it. I can hear the passion. And I I can hear. the passion that's giving you the drive to actually go out there and and i can hear how fulfilling it is for you and you know and i think that's just such an incredible journey and you mentioned to me earlier that you're not you know you don't you haven't gotten to the point of being that inspiring but i don't agree with you there <laughs> I think you are super inspiring and I'm sure my listeners are going to agree with me there. So thank you so much and I think you better go finish your packing <laughs> <laughs> so that you can manage to navigate the Goa traffic. I don't know if there is traffic. There's not that much anymore but it there is yeah but uh, yeah. it's also far away the airport is quite like it's like an hour and a half at least from here so. Oh wow. So yeah, so we don't want any glitches there. So you make it onto your flight and take care and uh, lovely talking to you. Thank you so much Bayal. It was such a pleasure talking to Tanmay. He's so humble and and modest about his acting ability that it just blew my mind. He has so much of a passion for acting. You can tell because it shows in his body language and also whatever he shared in his conversation with me. He was exceptional in an Indian summer. So guys, if you haven't watched it, please do go watch it. And also some of his other works that I have seen, it would be amazing to watch him on stage as well. So I hope I get an opportunity soon. For more such weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Also, follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. Until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars. luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns